The crypto markets had the anticipated pullbacks this week as we saw Bitcoin drop over $10,000 in the blink of an eye. Are we going back up soon or will the bears take over for a time? Bitcoin and pizza are in the news once again as a delivery driver received a pretty awesome tip. Merchants are looking towards crypto as Visa and MasterCard raise their rates and the Federal Reserve's wire and ACH systems went down. And we don't mean downtown, we mean literally down. Crypto.com is burning 70 billion of their CRO tokens. Square generates 1.7 billion in crypto revenue. And the NFT world has reached into the physical world as Topps Garbage Pail Kids cross over into the retail space. Here's a riddle for you. If the Federal Reserve is unable to do their business and none of us pay any attention, does anyone really give a crap? Let's discuss this and more on our bad news episode number 490 of the Bad Crypto Podcast. Five, four, three, two, one, two, ignition. Who's bad? Come on now and sing it with me, Bad Crypto. Podcast, yeah. Sing it with some feeling, baby. Car podcast, yeah. Car podcast? Car podcast, yeah. <laughs> Don't even know what that is. You must be in the right place, gang. This is the Bad Crypto Podcast. It is our news episode, our roundup, our uh, coverage of the news for the past week. The news isn't necessarily bad. Clearly, we are, and we're glad that you're here. My name is Joel Com, and that is his name. My name is not Joel Com. I'm Travis Wright, and you're in the right place at the right time. And I'm Travis Wright, and this episode is all good, baby. Is right. Gonna love it. If you're gonna tune in one time a week to any podcast, it's this one because the news is amazing. And if you want to tune into two podcasts a week then that's you tune in on our Sunday show. And if you want to turn into three podcasts a week, well, then you got to find another podcast because we just do two podcasts a well, week. Well, what about the Nifty Show? But that's not a podcast. It is actually. It is a podcast too. Never mind. Don't listen to me. I'm bad. But if you want to listen to four podcasts a week, <laughs> then you're, you're SOL. Sorry. Well, we do have two. Li- we got two podcasts and two live streams. So that's what we got. And we have some fantastic sponsors, including the folks at Animoca Brands. F1 Delta Time, their racing game, creates a new paradigm for digital ownership and gaming. Through the blockchain, you can get official Formula One non-fungible collectible tokens that allow you to participate in a play-to-earn gaming ecosystem. It's an ecosystem where skills, real skills, are rewarded with real-world values. All of the core app. Gameplay assets in F1 Delta Time are wholly owned, traded, and sold by players and used to play the game itself. Empowering players like never before. I've played it. It's cool. They are blowing up. A lot of the parts, cars, and drivers on the secondary market are uh, going for a whole lot, frankly. But people dig the game. Check it out at F1DeltaTime.com. Check it out. We got a new one, folks, here. It's Yield.app. As we know, markets go up, markets go down. But right now, we're happy we're in a bull run. Uh, maybe still in one. We'll see. All it takes is a few tweets and green candles are all over the place. But as you know, that does not last. 
these last few few years. If that has not been a harsh warning to us all, we know anything can happen in crypto. So, uh, you know, stack it up, pack it in, what you got to do. But what about getting some interest on your cryptos that you're hodling, right? So you got some cryptos. And when the crypto goes down, you don't necessarily want to sell that because now it's down, right? So what can you do? So what you can do is use yield.app. With them, your assets are insured with an audited security infrastructure. They are protected by the YLD insurance fund, and you can earn up to 20% APY. That is nice. Annual percentage just by holding funds in your wallet. So check us out. Go to badco.in forward slash yield. And uh, whichever way the markets go, you know you're covered and always grow in your stack with yield.app. I always thought APY was apple pie. Yeah. <laughs> All right, gang, let's check out the market for the week. Here we go. CoinGecko.com. Yeah, the total crypto market caps time stamped for February the 25th in the year 2021 at 254 Mountain Standard Time is $1.529 trillion. You know, we said billion for so long. I have to stop every time and make sure, like, that's trillion, right? It's trillion. Yes, it's a trillion. It it's a batrillion. And Bitcoin is currently at 48,705, Ethereum 1552, Binance coin holding tight at number three, actually one of the few coins this week that did not plummet, that actually had a good week. Uh, it is at 242, Cardano also a good week, $1.13, Tether 0.995, Polkadot 3263, XRP 45.5 cents, Litecoin $188, Chainlink number nine, at 2630 and coming in at number 10 is Bitcoin Cash, BCH, $514. Mm. Interesting. So there's been some, there's some pretty, there's been some winners this week also. One token called Phantom, FTM. And this right here, folks, this is the time of the show where you listen to this and you go, what are those tokens? And then you go and do your own research on them, and see if they're any good. Phantom, FTM, up 300% this past week. Damn, what is that? It's up to, all the way up to number 52 in market cap. Ravencoin was up 135%, about 17 cents. BitMax token, BTMX, up 115. Pundi X, I have held a stack of Pundi X in my wallet for so very long, and now it's actually starting to move. It is up 110% this last week. Hot, which is the holo which is different than YOLO, but you, you only live once, and this crypto is going up. It's 103% this last week. Also, Solano. Solano just killing it, up 79%. We might talk about them a little bit later on. Also, the crypto uh, coin has gone up. The Crow tokens up 62%. The Binance token up 48%, as Joel mentioned. There's some other ones that have popped as well. The FTX token, a few other ones. You can go see it all on our good friend over there at CoinGecko. Com. Also, before I turn it back over to Joel, a cool trick I've learned is if you just type, if you just put your browser, your little your little clicker mouse inside the search bar, it'll tell you about eight different projects that are trending right now that people are searching for. And right now, people are searching for Trust Swap, One Inch, Super Polygon, Pangolin, which I've never heard of, Modify. So yeah, M Matic. So it's kind of interesting to see which coins are trending on CoinGecko. Also, CoinMarketCap has that trick as well. Maybe you can find some cryptos before the others do. I had never seen that before. That is a useful little tip there, Sir Lord Travis, right? Yeah. 
Very nice. Well, the Bitcoin plummet this week was not unexpected. I mean, the rise that we had in this bull run up to 58,000 was pretty fast. And you knew that you were going to see some liquidation. So as we go to Cointelegraph.com, it says that there's three Bitcoin price metrics that show the bulls were not phased by the $1.6 billion liquidation for over-leveraged retail investors. And in fact, Bitcoin dropped $11,500 on its drop. And that is a lot of money. That is 8.5% of the total $19.5 billion in open interest of the futures contracts. So those closed out. And you know, right now, we're holding around 48%. Uh, it says that the situation here, have you heard of this thing called contango? Contango. It's not a dance. It's like when two people are dancing with, con- it's or maybe not it's when you, a, do a, you do a dance with a, a criminal, like maybe it, you're dancing nope. with John McAfee. It's, it's not con- that either. Tango? It's not that either. So maybe it's a con salsa. It is by measuring the futures contracts premium against the current spot levels. One can infer whether professional traders are leaning bullish or bearish. Typically, markets display a slightly positive annualized rate, a situation known as, wait for it, contango. Mm-hmm. There you go. Now you know so about the contango. Then? What does it say? Because it looks like it goes up, it goes down, it goes up, it goes down. I don't know. And according, it looks like it's going down. According to the conclusions in this article, it says key indicators continue to favor the bulls, they're retesting 48,000 even as we speak right now. Of course, by the time you hear the show, we could be at 55,000, we could be at 40. Bitcoin goes up, Bitcoin goes down. Oh my God. That's the worst. Like when we record the show, and then like later that day, something crazy happens after we've already recorded it and edited it. And we're just like, damn, bad Here, news. Here's what's really interesting to me is when you go to the Bitcoin chart, okay, and we talked about this when it was happening three years ago. If you look at the the all-time chart, the max for Bitcoin, in fact, you guys can't see this, but I'm just going to share my screen with Sir Lord Travis so he can see what I'm talking about. We said that the bull run from 2017 would look like a much smaller blip based on what we saw Bitcoin being in the future. And you could see right here when it got up to almost 20,000, it's like, yeah, that's a run, but that ain't nothing compared to this run to 58,000. And if Bitcoin does what we and you know, many in the industry believe Bitcoin's going to do, this run to 58 is going to look like a small little hill compared to the runs of the future. Mm-hmm. And if you do look at it and you base it on what it was like before, it's like, it looks like whenever we hit that, that point around 40K and it went boop, boop, up to 40K and then down to 30K, it looks like we might, if it does go down and then finds a place to settle for a while, maybe it's going to be between that thirty dollars and $40,000 range before it pops again. If it were to do a thing like this, this might just be the, the beginning. It might just pop again here later. So we shall see. Right. Well, the same thing happens if you go all the way back to late 2013 in early 2014. There is this spike that goes basically from $100 up to what is this here about 1200 uh, $1, or so at yeah, its it got peak close to 1200 bucks i think and as you move forward to 2018 to that run that first run from 2014 it 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 barely appears on the chart it, it you, you can barely even see it so 
keeping things in perspective is a really good idea. Um, I'm not phased by the ups and downs here. And uh, if you've been around long enough in crypto to know this stuff happens. Bitcoin is not dead, although some will pronounce it so. Yeah, it is. It goes up, it goes down. And, and uh, just be careful when it goes up and then when it goes down and then you're like, oh, I need to get out of it because it's going down. Oh, and then it goes down. And then all the inv institutional investors come in and buy a whole bunch of it. And then the price goes up to $100,000 or more. And then you don't have any Bitcoin because you sold it. So I don't even really, I just set aside a certain amount that I'm just going to leave in the Bitcoins and um, let it do its thing. Also speaking of Bitcoin, so we've heard about the Bitcoin pizza thing, right, Joel? Of course Everybody's we heard about that. Yeah. Yeah, they, bought, they bought two pizzas for 10000 We actually talked about it last week where now you can, at that point, you could get 10,000 pizzas for two Bitcoins. But right. <laughs> So back in 2013, uh, a Reddit user named BTC Bible, he's a Bitcoiner, he ordered a pizza and then he let the pizza guy choose between $5 in paper money or at the time, $5 in Bitcoin. And he says, needless to say, the guy chose wisely. The, the driver held the $5 in Bitcoin as his tip uh, for seven years on a paper wallet. And then he reached out to the Bitcoiner and said, hey, how do I get this thing off? And he helped him uh, convert those funds over to a hot wallet. That $5 tip now $10 million? $70 million. No, it's not. <laughs> it's, worth, it's worth $400, but that's like, that's way better than $5. Yeah, it's great. I, I love it. You know, it's like if somebody's going to offer you crypto and you're like that or a $5 bill just out of the novelty alone, I'd be like, yeah, man, I'll take your Bitcoin. I don't know. Give it whatever. Right. Yep. Yep. That's just so funny. And it's like, but what was so cool about it was he put his email address on there. 0. 0.0069 BTC, $5, which is worth $400. You got his private key over here. Tells him how to import it and stuff. That's pretty cool. I like I like this story. That is a happy story. This one, not so happy for merchants who accept credit cards. Both Visa and MasterCard are talking about raising their fees, which, of course, the merchants have to pay. And then what do they do? They pass those fees on to the consumers by raising their prices. And so right now, crypto is looking like a great alternative for many of these merchants, and according to this piece on Cointelegraph.com, the most widely read crypto publication in the world, more and more merchants are looking towards means to accept Bitcoin and other cryptocurrencies. Makes total sense. It does. It makes sense to me. Uh, but think about this. People complain about some of the gas fees and stuff on Ethereum, which are very high. Transfer fees on Bitcoin, which can be very high. That's why there are all some alternatives out there that are not as high to use. But I mean, Visa and MasterCard are going to keep increasing things. The cost of everything's going to keep increasing. And uh, they say it's the way they got to do business, but all that's just free money to them. They're making money on the money that didn't even exist. Then they're making interest on the money that didn't even exist. And then they're making percentages on every transaction of that, that hurts the, that hurts not only the consumer and the small business owner. I think credit cards are a big scam personally. Mm -hmm. Not a big fan of those. I think digital assets might be the way to go, but we are not financial advisors, folks. You'll hear that at the end in our little disclaimer. Speaking of scams, the Federal Reserve in the news, the Federal Reserve Bank, that is neither federal nor a reserve. Tell everybody you know to go down that rabbit hole and go yourself if you haven't gone there yet. They, they have a lot of different 
services that they offer. Fedline Advantage, Fedline Command, Fedline Direct, Fedline Web, Fed Mail, so on and so on and so on. And for about an hour or so on the 24th of February, all of the services that the Federal Reserve offers through their online portal went down offline, which that includes their, their ACH system and their web services, their Fed Cash, the central bank itself, Fedwire Securities, their national settlement services. It took them about two hours to get it all back up. But the, the bank that makes all of our federal policy went offline. Now, I'm trying to think, when was the last time Bitcoin went offline? Uh, how about never? Mm, Bitcoin's never gone offline. So when was the last time Bitcoin was hacked? Uh, let me see. There was that time that that never happened. Oh, okay. So it's never gone down. And then it's really, it's really central. It's not. Well, there's a lot of power in China. There's a lot of these Bitcoin miners in China. But I'm telling you, you know, the Fed going down. Are you serious? Like that right there should have been a sign of the crypto market to like re-energize a bull run because, oh, look, the Fed system's gone down. What? That's just crazy to think about. When you're the Fed and your systems are dead, you can always blame downtime. <laughs> okay. Sorry, everybody. Go. But yeah, so it was it was down and it was big news. People were talking about the Federal Reserve all over the Twitters. Maybe some people, some people, the first time they'd ever heard of the Federal Reserve. Most people still don't even know what fiat currency is and paper money. They don't understand that whole system. And a lot of people don't know that that was Petula Clark that did downtown. Nice. That was Petula Clark who did downtown in the, in the 60s. Joel's rendition. Sir Lord Travis, I know that you've been telling me about Solana and Radium. So I'm going to hand this story over to you. Tell us what's going on. Yeah. So Solana is an interesting crypto project. It's S-O-L. And what's interesting is my, uh, my assistant actually said, hey, look at this one. It's like $3. But look at it. It looks like the chart might look, it looks like it might be going up. And I looked at it and I go, wow, that is interesting. And then I forgot about it. And then later she came back and goes, oh, yeah, remember I showed you Solana? Yeah, it's over $10 now. Um, it's gone up 500%, and now it's like at $14 or $15. And uh, they actually had a, a Solana-powered a, a project called Radium that was that was launched only on FTX. A friend of mine was telling me about Radium that was going to launch, didn't tell me where, then told me the morning that it was launching on FTX, but then I'm an American citizen, so I can't do it. And even if I could... It's hard to get cryptos over there, but it was over at a dollar. And then it's, and then radium's like over $10 too. So it was just an interesting, interesting thing. People are trying to use, you know, apps or uh, platforms like Solana to eliminate these high gas fees that are on uh, Ethereum. And uh, SushiSwap is also considering moving over to Solana support to their blockchain. People are tired of these ridiculous Ethereum gas. We're so very tired. You know, sometimes we get distracted by other stories that we spot when looking at the stories. You know, we we don't dive too deep into the the news before we talk to you guys about it. We've got the articles we want to cover here, but you know, we like to to learn as we go and bring you on as we go. So sometimes we spot a story, and there's one here on the right side, an editor's choice that I find especially interesting. The headline of this piece on Cointelegraph is people who bought Bitcoin in 2017 becoming the strongest hodlers, new data shows. Investors who began, began their Bitcoin journey three to five years ago 
have stronger hands than you might think. Uh, that that's me, by the way. I'm in that uh, that league because it was in 2017 that I went and made my first Bitcoin investment. Well, it's awesome. Yeah, I had a friend of mine who um, who did that as well, but actually bought she bought some in, I think it was like um, maybe January. Yeah, I think it was January or early February 2018. And then she, she got really mad at me because like she borrowed. I didn't tell her to do it, but she did. And she got she borrowed money on a loan to buy some a four thousand dollars worth of Bitcoin and Ethereum, which promptly tanked. And then uh, and then she was mad at me and wanted me to buy it back at her loss. And I'm like, I didn't tell you to do any of that. Don't you think it was you crazy? And uh, so then just the other day, she messaged me back and goes, Oh yeah, remember when I was so pissed off about you about that crypto? I was like, uh, yeah. And she's like, well, it's worth about $15,000 now. So thank you. (laughs) (laughs) I had just the opposite happen. I called a friend today who I haven't spoken to in months. And he just, he laughed when I called. He said, you were right. (laughs) I'm like, did you buy? He's like, no, I didn't. Uh, I've had so many people reaching out going, man, I wish I had listened to you. Like every single, like, sometimes multiple times a day people will message me on facebook going man man this crypto thing's taking off i didn't think that was anything i wish i had listened to you and i was mm-hmm. like so do the five other people who've messaged me this week yeah oh it was a thing it was a thing uh speaking of things there is quite a thing that's taken place in texas a really bad thing the uh the, the snowstorms the freezing the power outages you know, have just been absolutely horrible for those of you who are in Texas and you have your power back and you're, you know, able to listen to the show. Really sorry for what you've gone through there. It's been incredibly difficult. And some people have questioned, is it uh, Bitcoin mining that has contributed in the the past couple of weeks to the Texas power outages? And the uh, they are now saying that, no, there is not enough mining hardware in the state state to cause significant problems for the power supply. Mm. And you know, there's a lot of popular, there's a lot of uh, cryptos popping up that don't really use much power at all. So that's interesting. Yeah. Sorry. Did you just add that story by the way? I did not. Oh, I didn't see that one earlier. I missed it. If I'm going to add a story, I'm going to tell you, I just found a story right here. We're going to talk about it. That story. There we go. Yeah. Yeah. I think, you know, I, I think people try to look at anything like, oh, you know, there's so many, there's so many activists out there that just activate behind their Twitter screens and actually don't do anything in real life except just complain. I think that's what people think activism is now is bitching on Twitter. All you do is blah, 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 wah, wah, wah. Anyway, uh, yeah, I, I do think of Bitcoin mining, you know, the, the, the costs are, are pretty crazy, but check it out. Most of the Bitcoin's already mined at this point, folks. And so... Maybe you should have cried years ago. Also, people crying or not crying, uh, Bitfinex and Tether, they settle with New York's attorney general for $18.5 million. So that's probably tier worthy to see that money go, but it gets them out of their uh, legal dispute that began in mid-2018. So it's taken almost, what, about 20 months or so for them to do that. And as part of the settlement, Bitfinex and Tether agreed to pay that $18.5 million in penalties to the state of New York according to New York's Attorney General Letitia James. Nice little scam they got going on there in New York, huh? Yeah. No wonder why people in New York, you know, that's that's why that's why Wall Street in the future will not be in New York because all the crypto regulations and BS you got to go through in New York. 
By the way, Bitfinex and Tether admit no wrongdoing as part of the settlement. Uh, to quote a spokesperson, we didn't do nothing wrong. Wasn't me. They, they didn't actually say that. Well, they might have <laughs> said it. They did it in the shower. It wasn't me. And they did it on the floor. It wasn't me. Jack Dorsey, speaking on behalf of Square because he is the CEO, says that they are investing $170 million more into cryptocurrency on top of the $50 million investment they made in October. And uh, Jack said, we believe the internet is a native currency. We believe that the highest probability of empowering more people in the economy in in a fair way, and we're doing a lot to ensure this from a product standpoint, open source development, open patent perspective. And by us owning Bitcoin, our incentives are aligned with skin in the game. Mm-hmm. Also, in the same breath, he said, and then on Twitter, we're going to ban people who have any crypto giveaways, <sighs> including Ken Bosack had his Twitter account because he gave away some cryptos. And they said, this is not allowed in my establishment. You cannot be giving away the cryptos. And so uh, on one side, Jack Dorsey's cool. On the other side, Jack Dorsey is a raving lunatic. And uh, hopefully he gets his uh, he gets his act together. I'm not a big fan of Jack Dorsey, folks. Yeah, he owns a canoe that he douches in. Yeah, he's a, oh, he's the famous douche canoe. You he love. is the famous douche canoe. Don't sue me, Jack. By the way, I went dark on Twitter and Facebook for a little more than a month, and I experienced such wonderful peace. When I go back to look at what people are talking about, it just it, it, it makes me all all over again. It's like, hey, if you don't want to be controlled by the social media giants, just don't read what they're putting out there. Yeah, I think I find that was really good. I got a Chrome extension that basically eliminates the trends on Twitter. So I don't see any of the bullshit on the news that they're trying to feed to us. Mm. And that right there is really helpful because then I don't I don't read over there and say, you know, that. They always got somebody's name in their mouth. They're always trying to run down and talk shit on. And it's like, man, come on. You guys got, don't you got something better to do? Don't you got a, don't you got a new dog to beat? And as we look to other places in the world, particularly Nigeria in Africa, we reported recently that they were going to uh, issue some crypto regulations that would make uh, Bitcoin. What was it? Was it going to be illegal there to have Bitcoin? Yeah, yeah, it's going to be totally illegal in uh, Nigeria to do that, and uh, people aren't people aren't really liking that stuff so much. So they're suspending their plans and they're clarifying their position on this. And what they want to do now is work on a regulatory framework for cryptos in Nigeria. And so I guess the pushback was uh, was pretty solid there. And the people people's don't like being overregulated. Bitcoin wants to be free. It is unstoppable money and uh what happens when you know you try to stop the unstoppable a uh an unmovable object meets the movable head on and something gotta move well what happens is is then normally they just find a workaround find a way around it right then they start becoming criminals because like look i'm not gonna stop using my cryptos and in some cases bitcoin is the, the the most trusted money within some of these countries, right? We're going to trust a Nigerian. I don't think it's, the, no, it's Zimbabwe who's got the trillion dollar bill. I don't know what, right. the, what the Nigerian money is, but you know, you, I've actually, um, I got a trillion dollar bill or a hundred trillion dollar bill around here somewhere. I think it's in my money stash from monies around the world. It's just crazy to think about that. Like 
if you're if you're putting out a hundred trillion dollar bill, it might be time to recalibrate your money. Mm. And as we move over east to Asia, where people even have more government control, China in particular, the banks over there are owned by the corporate giants, Ant Group and Tencent. And now we've got top Chinese banks, my bank and we bank, that they're now looking at to participate in a trial of the new digital Juan. Has Jack Ma ever recovered? Is he still missing? I don't know. Anybody seen Jack Ma? Jack Ma... Oh, he was recited. He's sighted at a remote island, apparently, recently. I guess he's been laying low. He was he's been missing since October, and now he's been he's he once was lost, but now is found. Uh, and uh, I guess he's been he's on some remote island somewhere. He's not been seen in public for several months. Uh, he was doing some threatened. He was he was kind of talking some smack on the CCP government, and then the next thing you know, he disappeared. And uh, I, I, maybe he went to some re-education training or something. But go play some golf on a remote island and think about how bad you are, Jack Ma, and then you can come back. So I'm glad he's not dead. I thought he was dead. Well, of course, Jack Ma, the CEO of Alibaba. And mm-hmm. China has been trying to stop Alipay and other commercial payment systems. Uh, WeChat is another one. They want to have full control of the payment systems. You know, <laughs> It's just amazing to me that somehow we live in this world where power-hungry people dictate how the rest are going to live. That's why they call them dictators, because they're dicks. They're dicks, and they like potatoes. They like to dictate. All right, speaking of dictating, I'm going to read this next headline, word for word. Okay, coin, delist two Bitcoin forks over malicious misinformation campaign. And so they are saying, hey, we don't like BCH or BSV. So, man, they don't like blockchain heroes? Oh, Bitcoin Cash. They don't like Bitcoin Cash. They delisted Bitcoin Cash. That's crazy to me. Well, they said when the news hit that Craig Wright was taking actions to enforce copyright claims on the Bitcoin white paper, we found ourselves facing a very uncomfortable dilemma. They believe that Bitcoin is open software and they do not like what they're calling the malicious misinformation war waged by Craig Wright and other high-profile members of both the BCH and BSV communities. Mm. So they're like delistified. Yeah, look at that. And you know, in the bull run of 2017-18, you know, uh, we saw Bitcoin Cash get up to three thousand, four thousand dollars while Bitcoin was at $20,000. And so at one point it was like 20% the price of, of Bitcoin. And that's crazy. And then what is it now? Like 30, 30 something dollars. Oh, it's, mm-hmm. it's going what 300 something, 400 something way, way below the Bitcoins now folks. You've heard us talk about crypto.com in the past. And this is pretty interesting. They are getting their mainnet blockchain ready for a launch here in March. They are going to burn 70 billion of their own CR tokens, the largest burn in history. Yeah. So they're going to begin burning 59.6 billion crow uh, on Monday. The remaining 10.4 billion will be burned monthly as the tokens are unlocked from the smart contracts. And they're going to, the circulating supply of crow will increase to over 80% from its current 24%. So that's one of the reasons why the price was kind of kept down because here's all these other coins that might be coming into the market eventually. 
And now instead of only 24% of those coins in circulation of the total supply, it's going to be over 80% of that total supply. So that burn is really going to, you know, I thought it was going to pop the coin price and it did briefly to up over 20 something cents. Yeah. Well, uh, right now, as of this speaking, it is 16.3 cents, still a uh, nice uptrend there. And uh, we'll see what happens. I've got the crypto.com card and the wallet. I know you use it to buy some of your stuff and, and know they are not sponsors of the show. That is true. They used to be, but not anymore. All right. Hey, I want to talk about some cool NFT stuff here for you folks before we uh, uh, get to some of the other stuff we're going to get to, because this is some cool, cool stuff right here. I think this right here is maybe one of those moments, Joel, where worlds are colliding. And, uh, yeah. Uh, so released on the 22nd of this month, coming to Walmart and Target, Wax Digital Cards from Tops, And so Tops Digital uh, is working with their Tops Physical, and they launched the 2021 Tops Garbage Pail Kids Food Fight in Walmart and in Target. And inside those boxes, there is one rare code card. And this redemption card is available for an exclusive Garbage Pail Kids collectible pack on wax. So basically this card, you scratch off the back, you type in the code on the URL it tells you to go to, and then, boom, you, you're able to claim a pack. And you were able to claim a few packs, right, Joel? Yeah, I got several of the boxes. And it's actually the first time in my life that I've opened physical Garbage Pail Kids cards. And I felt like I was 12 again because by the time they came out in the mid-'80s, uh, I was in college. So, you know, I had opened up baseball cards, Star Wars cards, wacky packages when I was a teenager. But this was my first, and they're fun. I found some cool stuff in there. But there is you know, 24 packs in a, in a tin, a box. And one of those packs has this card that is called the Adam Appetite. And it's a, a unique art design. And on the back of it, it says, redeem your exclusive digital GPK pack. Now, this is cool because this is how we get real world adoption. Tops has huge, huge, you know, play in the existing markets. These things are bought out all over the world. And now people are going to get their cards. They're going to open them up. It's not even on the box. It doesn't even tell you that this is in there, but they're going to get this card. And they're going to be like, wait, what is what? I get some, I get a free digital pack and they're going to go to this thing. They're going to redeem it. They're going to get their packs and they're going to discover a digital NFTs. And it's, uh, it's a whole new world gang. Mark this as a milestone for the NFT world moving towards mass adoption. Yep. And then they also, uh, speaking of, of tops, they just launched their, uh, their packs today, their food fight packs from WinterCon. Did you, was you able to snag any of those today? I didn't see when they went live. They didn't say what time it would happen. Did you manage to get any? No, I just went to the link right now and saw that they were yeah, sold no, out. I was like, been... oh, they might be popping anytime soon. Right but they're now. doing them every day for four days. So, you know, we're recording this show on a Thursday. There, were, If you go to the Tops Digicast channel, it's twitch.tv forward slash Tops Digicast. Friday, Saturday, Sunday, they'll be releasing, I think it's over 2,000 packs each day that you can go and get them. I don't know how many cards in a pack. I'm assuming they're three. I don't know how much they are, but I'm guessing if it's like the last ones are probably $10. I could be wrong. Uh, but either way, the NFT space is just growing and growing. I 
concur. It's interesting to watch this thing to see what's going on. I'm I'm paying attention to these on the market. I'm looking to see. So these packs sold out earlier, and it looks like, wow, the lowest priced food fight pack that is for sale right now, Joel, $73. Nice. Very, very nice indeed. So we're watching the space closely. And here, this is really fun, Sir Lord Travis. We did a launch last Sunday for the Bitcoin collection. You know, we're really trying to bring quality art to the Wax blockchain because if you want to buy art on um, Ethereum via Super Rare or OpenSea, there are these ridiculous gas fees. You can't sell low price art and it's almost prohibitive even when you get to like, you know, you want to buy something for $500 and there's a $100 gas fee. That's a huge premium. And on Wax, you don't have that issue. You, you, uh, you buy your art, there's no gas fee, and it's instantly in your wallet. And there's an article here on dailycoin.com that talks all about the future of digital art sales, referencing um, you know, the real world of Christie's and Sotheby's as far as art goes. Um, and it talks about Ethereum and its high transaction costs, but then it puts the spotlight here on the Bitcoin collection and how uh, people were able to buy these unique pieces of art by Veza. They sold out Veza's 21 of 21 pieces at $999, sold out in literally one second. Well, I'd say maybe not literally because it might it was probably milliseconds. I Joel didn't even get one, and we all clicked at the same time, roughly. I couldn't get one. Um, the digital art world is transforming. We even had a great conversation with somebody who will be unnamed at the moment, and we're having a bunch of conversations around the digital art world and uh, it's transforming gang pay attention to it i concur fun thing yeah one second that was crazy to see that and then we sold 361 of the other 3d art piece which was just as good and trav we are finally entering into the clubhouse space to talk about nfts we did our first one this last week and you came up with this idea that hey we should do one clubhouse and this is in the clubhouse app each week and let's call let's do them on tuesdays and we'll call them nf tuesdays yeah you know let's do it on nf tuesdays or nf thursdays and, I, and we were like let's not do it on thursday because we record bad news there and then we do the other show and then we do have some interviews that day and thursday is normally pretty crazy by the end of the day all i want to do is just get drunk and cry myself to sleep but i don't really drink so but on Tuesdays, we don't have much to do on Tuesdays. Tuesday's a great day, perfect time. And so what is it, 9 p.m. Eastern? Yep. Go into the Clubhouse app on your iPhone. On Android, don't go into anything because Clubhouse does not work on Android. That That is true. You can't get there. But if you, uh, if you can get to the app, then come join us on NF Tuesday. And um, it's really interesting to see how much conversation has been uh, developed around this NFT space on Clubhouse. And uh, this app was made for us, and it's a great opportunity to be able to engage with you guys. You know, you got something to say, we invite you up on stage and you can mm -hmm. say what you want to say or you can ask your question and it'll be great fun. I think we gave we gave away. We actually we're going to create an NFT each time we do the show. I think inside there. And then we took a screenshot of that particular one. We made that an NFT. There was only 10 people in the room at the time. And then we also, everybody who was in the room, which there might've been 50 or so, I don't even remember at the end. And uh, we gave everybody a phase two pack, which was yeah. pretty cool. We like, to we, you know, we're yeah. about giving, you know what? You come to our stuff, you come to our live events. We're going to normally give you an NFT or 
give you some hero token or something as a token of our appreciation. We might give you a kick in the pants. You know, I you do. never know. Yeah. Sometimes speaking we get of tokens. Off. Yeah. Uh, there's another thing, Electronium. We we got we got involved with Electronium a long time ago. So they've launched an app update, and uh, ETN is now accepted for discounted online parking reservations all across the United States through on-air parking. They announced this week that uh, they can accept you know Electronium tokens, ETN as payment for their online airport parking reservation app. That's pretty cool. So basically, you get the best priced off airport parking at nearly every airport in the U.S. And you can pay for it with your ETN. Mm, pretty cool. Go download the Electronium app and, and check out the uh, the latest version of that. And finally, Sir Lord Travis, we are speaking at an event. This is true. Yes, the Inevitable World Summit. You can get to it at Inevitable Events and look at the schedule. You will see on Friday, on uh, February 27th at 6.20 p.m. Central Time. 5.20 um, Mountain. That would be 720 Eastern. 420 or, Pacific. 4, oh, man, 420. That's great. People are going to be getting high during our thing. And, and 1220 in the morning uh, if you're UTC. So stay oh, up over there, that's guys. That's true. And if you're in Dubai, it's it's 10 hours uh, later. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, it's the future of digital collectibles. We're having a nice little fireside chat without a fire with uh, the one and only uh, Snooky McSnookerton. And uh, Chris Snook, and it's uh, yeah, we have a little collab going on here the Nifty Show, Bad Crypto, and uh, we chat about the wondrousness of NFTs and digital collectibles with uh, Mr. Chris Snook. Yeah, come check it out. You can go register here on the website, which we will link in the show notes. In fact, that link in all of the stories that we referenced in this here episode, you can go to badco.in forward slash 490. And you'll go directly to the show notes. You could follow along with us unless you're driving as you're listening. No distracted driving. Do not be following along with the show notes if you are drivifying because that's right. dangerous. And this is a huge a virtual event. There's a lot of people going on there. And so if you do decide you want to do it, it uh, looks like Snook sent over a bad 50 as a special coupon code. So if you want to pay for that, then uh, we'll give you 50% off of those fees and it looks like a lot of great speakers popping up on this event kind of like a uh, a virtual blockchain week like we did but more inevitable travis you'd be glad to know that in the time we've recorded this show the price of bitcoin has gone up a hundred dollars so huge moves while you've been listening crypto goes up crypto goes down and we're glad you guys are here for it. Thanks for tuning in. Be sure to follow, subscribe, share, spread the joy of the Republic of Bad Cryptopia. We'll catch you on our next show on Sunday. And until then, stay bad. Who's bad? The Bad Crypto Podcast is a production of Bad Crypto LLC. The content of the show, the videos, and the website is provided for educational, informational, and entertainment purposes only. It's not intended to be and does not constitute financial, investment, or trading advice of any kind. You shouldn't make any decisions as to finances, investing, trading, or anything else based on this information without undertaking independent due diligence and consultation with a professional financial advisor. Please understand that the trading of Bitcoin's and alternative cryptocurrencies have potential risks involved. Anyone wishing to invest in any of the currencies or tokens mentioned on this podcast should first seek their own independent professional financial advisor.
looking at the car wash. Yeah. Come on now and podcast with me. Car wash. Oh, we should just rename it podcast. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Yeah. Working on the podcast. Yeah. 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 <laughs> on the podcast. Yeah. Whoa, Come on now whoa, and sing whoa, it with me. Podcast, yeah. Ooh, ooh, listening to Bad Crypto Podcast, yeah. Yeah.